games in the future, a lot of the content players will experience uh, will come from an environment where a lot of this content is actually done by machines. So you would have a few humans, uh, artists, you know, the high-level uh, designers, just providing the the, the major uh, guidelines for the for the machines, and then the machines will execute the really stupid, you know, uh, work. I can't remember the last time I heard someone say the term voxels and I didn't giggle a little bit. Uh, mostly it's because I haven't heard anyone talk about voxels since the 90s. Uh, the game that always sticks out in my head is the Looking Glass game Terra Nova Strike Force Century? I think that's what it was called. And I know that in a bunch of games like Comanche used voxels and it was, as far as I knew, uh, sort of a short-lived technology that didn't have much of a shelf life. It was more of a flash in the pan. Uh, but then Sony Online Entertainment announced EverQuest Next and revealed that the entire world, uh, the environment, is made out of voxels and that it's built on this thing called uh, the Voxel Farm, uh, which is an engine being developed uh, at a company headed up by uh, Miguel Sapero, um, who I actually managed to get on Skype to explain to me uh, what the hell voxels are, why they're important in 2013, and why we're probably going to be hearing, at least if Miguel is gambling right, and if EverQuest is gambling right, a whole lot more about voxels in the years to come. Uh, I found it to be a fascinating chat, and if you don't know anything about voxels, I come at this from a complete idiot's perspective, uh, and fortunately Miguel was kind enough to be patient and explain everything to me. Uh, so I will throw it over to our conversation. My first question is... Um... Why are you so obsessed with voxels? Because I feel like that's I feel like that's something that for most people, you know, that's that's a piece of technology that they had heard of maybe in the '90s, and then it just kind of went by the wayside, at least in terms of being uh, something that you hear about all the time, something that was going to be uh, part of technology and game technology uh, going forward. And yet, you've sort of continued uh, fascination with it uh, is sort of what got me interested. So I'm curious from your perspective. Know why you've continued to sort of uh, work within this specific technology? Yeah. So, uh, well, you're a young guy. Maybe you don't uh, remember this, but uh, back in the day, uh, like computers were really slow, right? We we had uh, very little memory. So all the graphics we had when you wanted to display like an icon or something on screen, you would need to use uh, this uh, vector uh, files. Essentially, just a bunch of uh, points and lines and. Uh, most of the assets you would see on a screen, even if it was all the 2D flat, uh, there would be vector. So we had those, uh, I don't know if you remember, the, the Windows uh, meta files and all that crap, right? Mm -hmm. But then as, as uh, we got more memory and more power, we made a full transition into, into pixel uh, art. So uh, most of the images you see right now on your screen, they were created as pixels. So the, the pipeline for the artist, they're just doing pixels. It's pixels uh, everywhere. And this transition happened a long time ago, you know, maybe in the, in the 90s, uh, something like that, right? Uh, so I believe we are going through the same. We're going to go through the same, uh, but now in 3D. 
The thing is, when you add another dimension to it, it gets really expensive. It takes a lot of processing and a lot of memory. So this is why it didn't happen uh, before. But it's already happening. Actually, if, if you look at the how artists are creating content uh, nowadays, you will see all the characters, they're using uh, uh, voxel-based uh, tools like uh, ZBrush or, or uh, 3D Code. So artists already, they figure out it's a lot easier to work uh, with voxels because all these oddities you have with the polygons, vertices, you know, all this stuff, you actually, uh, you only need to go through that because of the, the limited uh, computing power of, of, the, of the hardware we have. Uh, so I, I, I see this happening. I, I saw an opportunity there. This is why I stick to, with the voxels. So, I mean, I guess to, to a layman, how, how would you explain what exactly voxel is? Obviously, you know, you, you know, the way you put it out, you know, explained uh, briefly before was that there are advantages, especially for, you know, sort of art pipelines in order to make it easier and more streamlined. But, you know, to, to someone that does, isn't maybe, you know, so well versed in, in sort of the technological end of it, like, how would you explain what exactly a voxel is? Well, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's the same, same thing as a pixel. Uh, but in, in 3D. So uh, you, you have to compare voxel to, to the alternative, which is the, the polygons. This is how games are, are made today. So all the content, most of the content you see in games today is built as polygons. And it's, it takes a lot of effort to, to do. So a voxel is, is just like a pixel. You paint directly on your canvas. But it's, it's now a, a canvas that is three-dimensional instead of being just 2D. But it's quite easy because you, now you have concepts like uh, a brush or uh, sculpting tools, you know, like you can uh, uh, take out material, you can add material very uh, easily. Uh, but to me, if I had to give a simple definition, it's just a pixel, but now add another dimension to it. So, you know, can you uh, explain a little bit about what your the, the farm engine is? Because, you know, going through your blog, that is, you know, sort of consistently something that you're talking about and is also what connected you with the upcoming EverQuest game. So can you can you explain a little bit about what exactly the farm engine is? Yeah, so, uh, well, there is, uh, it's called Voxel Farm. So voxels are an important part of it. Uh, but the other side of it is automation. Uh, so the, why I call it a farm, because this is how I envision it. I see, if you look at the farm uh, right now, you see a, a few guys, you know, a few humans there, and a bunch of machines who are working together. So farming today, it's uh, I would say it's, it's highly uh, automated, and this is how how I see the, the future too. I see that the uh, games in the future, a lot of the content players will experience, uh, will come from an environment where a lot of this content is actually done by machines. So you would have a few humans, uh, artists, you know, the high level uh, designers. Just providing the the, the major uh, guidelines for the for the machines, and then the machines will execute the really stupid, you know, uh, work. And this is not how it works today. If you if you see how games are built today, you actually need a, a lot of humans, a lot of uh, uh, artists, just working on the low level stuff. So if you compare it uh, to farming, you know, this is how farming used to be before the industrial revolution. So this is what my company uh, does. We, we bring uh, automation into the creation of, of, uh, of game worlds, virtual worlds. 
Because my understanding of what happens right now is that you have these big games that require so many art assets, and these games have to be made in two or three years. And so you see a lot of outsourcing to uh, outfits in China and India and abroad that do a lot of the low-level artistry work in order to fill these worlds uh, in the in the time frames that they have. So are you suggesting that voxels are actually a way that machines could handle that rather than you know people hand painting each of each of these smaller textures to fill out these worlds? Exactly. So uh, voxels, it's it's what makes it possible because once you make it everything about uh, voxels, you get uh, a common language that both the human and the computer entities they they can share because it's very it is very easy to to produce content as voxels and it applies the same as humans to uh, algorithms. So you can have now an algorithm that creates uh, all the rocks, the trees. Uh, even like uh, the roads, you know, a lot of stuff that would normally be created by a human. Now, because of all, all this is a, a voxel thing you are creating, now you can have a program doing that for you. So, is it was it, you know, you know, this is you know me speaking from from uh, a perspective of not knowing so much about how this stuff works. But are we actually talking about the actual like painting of the textures, or is this like the geometry of of the world and how that's laid out? Well, this is the actual geometry. This is the actual content. So, for instance, uh, they say that now you are you're building a city. So you you could have uh, these uh, automatons build entire blocks of the city, and they could make sure that the you know all the doors connect properly, that the, you can travel this space, that you actually get uh, something interesting out of it. This is possible now. So, so the idea is that you sort of like can say, hey, here are the parameters, now go build it, and then you have the opportunity to kind of go in and handcraft and add you know, details that only a human could do, but sort of the grunt work, the foundation of building is happened, you know, is sort of built by the machine based on the parameters that the human has set out. You got it, this is exactly it. So the, the human can come after and add points of interest and et cetera. So it's, it's really a, a, it's an, an iterative work. You know, the humans provide some input, the machine does some work, creates like a, uh, instead of a blank canvas, you have a much uh, 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 complex starting point right now, and then you can come as an artist, as a human, and, and, and perfect anything you want. So, so how long have you been pursuing this? How long has your company been around building this this technology, the, the Voxel Farm? Yeah, well, I started working on this as a hobby around 2006. Uh, around 2010, I, I started uh, blogging about it. So I already had something to show, and I wanted to get some feedback. It also helps, you know, just to go through uh, publicly, you know, just you go through what whatever you're thinking about. It, it really helped me uh, to develop in, in public. And then I around 2012, I, I saw a significant interest. So I, I started getting essentially a, a business proposals, you know, around the technology I had. So I did this company, Voxel Farm, and we started licensing the engine around uh, one year ago. Are, are you finding that uh, you're getting... You know, the, the, you, there were some headlines, you know, and you mentioned that you were involved, uh, or at least the, the, the engine involved in the next EverQuest. But is it exclusively applicable to games, or is this something that you foresee being used uh, in wider application? Well, games is big, right? Because uh, I think this uh, automation thing, we uh, it's going to happen everywhere, right? It's, it's, it's happening to cars, it's happening in the industry. So I, th I I see probably in the, in the next uh, 40 years or so, entertainment is going to become really big because a lot of the, the work is going to be, it's going to be robots doing the work, right? Uh, I know it sounds crazy, but I, I, this is what I really believe. So games, it's, it's a major application. Games, I think it's going to keep growing. It's going to become bigger. 
but this is not the only application you you have for this kind of technology you you if, if you let's say you want if you're an, an architect you want to plan your house you could use a, a tool like this so essentially anywhere you have a workflow where you need to uh, create or interact with the 3d environment uh it's 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 a possible application for for this engine so are you working completely on your own at this point or have you staffed up since you've seen you know interest from actual licensors yeah no uh i got some people to to help i i actually contract i have contractors doing some of of the work so it depends on what license we are working uh, with the different uh, licenses they they require some custom work so i I have to bring other people into into the project just uh, for that, and we're gonna be hiring uh, pretty soon. So we are gonna grow up. Now, did you foresee the application for this in games because you've worked in game development before, or are you just a, a fan of games and saw that this is where this was all headed? Yeah, well, in the past, I I had another startup. It was called uh, Eyesight, and what we used to do. It, it, we used to work for the for the Canadian government, so I'm here in Canada. Uh, and the thing was, the, the the government they they wanted to recreate some virtual sites, uh, historic sites, natural parks, stuff like that. And this is was around the early year 2000. So we created some tools for this. Uh, so this is where this actually started. This did not start uh, around games. So we 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 saw we had to do all these uh, replicas of, of existing uh, buildings. I I saw them. It would be really easy, you know, if if we have this kind of voxel environment. And so when when you you know what made voxels come to mind? Like, were was that something you had any experience with before, or is that was just you know as a result of of your job, you just knew that was a possible tool? Well, yeah, what I worked long uh, enough with the polygons to realize uh, as a human or as an artist, this is not what you want. You, you want something that you can, that, that it's going to help you more. So the only reason why we use uh, polygons in the, in the content creation pipeline is because the rendering, it's using polygons. So it's kind of a backwards uh, kind of problem. Uh, and we are using polygons and at the rendering is just because it's the technical bottleneck. But as soon as the, the hardware bottleneck is not there anymore, the actual bottleneck becomes the human aspect. This is what you're seeing with games right now. The bottleneck with games is how expensive it is to create uh, content. So I saw that polygons, they we would have to go away. They, they We cannot keep using polygons for, for too long. And I saw the alternative. Uh, and this is, it was a known fact by then, you know, it would be voxels. So, you know, once it kind of got licensed to uh, Sony in order to to build it into EverQuest, you know, obviously, you know, I, I know you said you can't talk too much about uh, how exactly that's going to work out. But what was it like seeing the videos and people talking about it and, and seeing something that you've built, you know, in this massive major game that's getting a huge push and is going to continue to get a huge push in the next couple of years, you know, sort of incorporating something you've worked on and, and advocated for for so long. Well, it was great to me, you know, the just to see real artists using this technology, it, it made all the difference. Uh, all the stuff I have, it's, it's what we call programmer's art. So it's, it's just the people working here, myself, uh, we are programmers, we are developers. This is whenever we need to create something that's supposed to look uh, pretty, uh, we have a hard time. So with the with with the reveal, the the 
Sony guys did. It was amazing for me to see uh, how nice all this uh, could look. So I had no doubt that then that this is really the, the future. So, you know, if you can, you know, just kind of put on your 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 vision cap, what, what do you expect? What do you hope this looks like uh, over the next five to 10 years? Right. So the the thing is, uh, right now, the, the idea, my idea is to move the, the bottleneck from the, the artist into back into the hardware. So if we manage to, to do that, and this is what, what I see is it's actually happening this year, uh, we're going to be, become bound by the hardware. And the hardware, we know kind of how it's supposed to scale in the future. So we have a Moore's law. And if it sticks for the next 20 years or so, this is, this is what we see. Uh, what, it, what this essentially means is that roughly every 18 months, the computing power will double. That's, that translates directly in that you can have, uh, you can double the voxel resolution of your world. So what this means is in, in uh, it could be in, in 10 years, in 20 years, we will have really high voxel uh, uh, definitions. So you can think of this as high definition TV. We will have some kind of high definition, but where everything is, is voxel. All right. Well, Miguel, I, I appreciate you hopping on Skype and explaining this to, to someone that doesn't necessarily know so much about what they're talking about, uh, but, but finds it all fascinating. So I, I appreciate your time. Sure. So there is one last thing I want to mention, if you have the time. Yeah, sure. Go for it. So there is one big component of what we do that I didn't mention yet, and this is crowdsourcing, because this is the other angle we plan to use to solve the this bottleneck of the artist, you know, how we solve the, the, the creativity problem. And what we saw is uh, people actually like to create content. If you give the tools to people, the same tools the artists would have, and you make them simple and fun to, to use, they will use them. And this is what Minecraft has uh, shown so far. So this is another strategy in parallel we are we have because now we have voxels it's actually quite simple for people to play with this environment to modify the environment they are in uh, so crowdsourcing is gonna is becoming a really important part of this so if, if you see what happened to the traditional media in the past you know like uh, tv uh, then came youtube right and which made it really easy for people to share and create uh, new experiences and it to the point it became a challenger to uh, to traditional media as it was. I think the game industry, it's it's gonna go through a similar phase. Uh, we will see more and more players in charge of creating their content and sharing this content uh, uh, between them. If, if you look at traditional games, you have a lot of people who, who want to experience the, the game, but then you have a lot of people also, they want to create content. These are like the game master. This is, if you're playing Dungeons and Drowns, there are some people what the role they actually enjoy is the, the role of the game master. So I think there is a lot of potential in that direction too. Uh, that's really interesting. Do you, do you plan to be a part of that at all? Or do you think that'll just be a consequence of where this technology is going? We are a part of this. Of this. Actually, uh, this is one of the aspects in the new EverQuest uh, game and, and our engine powers that. So we are the ones creating the tools that we're going to give away for people. Well, that's super interesting. Well, it'll be interesting to see how that stuff uh, plays out, and uh, and as it does, I, I'd be be happy to check in with you as uh, as it goes on, because it sounds like you've been 
advocating this for a long time and kind of saw it coming uh, if it comes to pass. Uh, and uh, is it, do, I guess my last question would be, um, do you have any competition? Or are you the only one out there sort of ringing the voxel bell? Um, well, there is a lot of people going into this field right now. If, uh, if you do a quick uh, YouTube search, you know, a voxel engine, you will see a lot of uh, engines uh, popping out. It's uh, at this point, it, it's really about how how fast it can be, how how efficient you can produce this this information. So it's, it's still a technical race. Uh, so right now we are in the in the forefront, I believe. But uh, it's it's a tough uh, arena. It, you have a lot of big players coming in. As soon as uh, people realize this uh, has nice applications, you will see a lot of uh, a lot of money going into this uh, scene. So. I don't know what's going to happen in the next year. All right, Miguel. Well, again, thanks for your time, and uh, I appreciate you uh, taking taking a few minutes to chat with me. No problem. All right, take care. Bye-bye.